Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And today we're going to review the film, The Beekeeper. And this film stars Jason Statham as Adam Clay, Emmy Raver Lampman as Agent Veronica Parker, Josh Hutcherson as Derek Danforth, David Witz as Mickey Garnett, uh, Jeremy Irons as Wallace Westwild, um, Bobby Nettery as Agent Matt Wiley, Felicia Rashad as Eloise Parker, and Gemma Redgrave as President Danforth. But this film is about one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after it's revealed he's a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as beekeepers so what did you get from the film the beekeeper yeah so uh i like i mean it's a typical jason um say the movie it's uh just him being a one-man army uh regardless of any training anyone else has he's better so um good to see him at his best or i don't know i don't know if we can do his best but um he's definitely the best thing in the movie um and i i mean they were really hitting it right on the nose with the bee analogies and whatnot um, of what he was doing. So not much was uh, needed for the imagination. Um, so it was a bit predictable in a way. Um, I think some of his challengers were underwhelming. Um, and I was surprised by who kind of stood toe-to-toe the most. And I also would just love to know, even if he just had five, ten more minutes of the film, I would have loved to know how the conclusion change things given the uh power of some folks involved but overall uh interesting movie to watch as far as the action and the fight scenes yeah um has some really interesting fight scenes but i think what makes it more interesting is the reason behind why he's doing what he's doing um because i felt like it was very satisfying to all those you know people who have done those things before and then getting that justice. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was also, <laughs> for me at least, kind of funny the way that, you know, these things were happening. <laughs> I don't think they were being. Oh, yeah, it was, it was almost comical. <laughs> no, it was, it was comical um, the way, you know, because he's fighting people who are very trained in one end and not much training happening on the other end. So uh, he's very creative in his tactics. But you're right. It's a, it's a he's a hero you can get behind without much context because we've all known or been victim to what he's trying to stop these online scammers yes um and especially with how this movie starts i mean we'll get into it but that's what made me feel even more in his favor um but yeah i really did like this this kind of fits in that category of like a john wick or 
Do you remember that movie Nobody that we mm-hmm. reviewed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, really that kind of genre. Also, maybe a little bit of um, what is it called? Uh, the Kingsman. Even though there's no clear jokes in here, I felt like this yeah. one definitely had a little bit more, you know, fun to it. It was more funny. Yeah. Yeah, um, good action. I mean, you're right. There's nothing in the joke, but uh, some of the ways that people are ended uh, make you laugh. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, almost like Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> yeah, really. Lots of fatalities. <laughs> Yeah, finishing um, moves even. <laughs> yeah, finish him. Um, but a couple of the people outside of Jason Statham that I found to be, you know, entertaining were Jeremy Irons, of course. You know, he's always pretty good in what he mm-hmm. does. Um, and then you have Josh Hutcherson. Uh, <laughs> he's just the is he really twenty eight? Older? I thought he was older than that. He's playing a 28-year-old. How old is he? Uh, he's actually 31. Okay, not that far off. Okay, I thought he was older. Yeah. Oh, well, right around my birthday, too, when he was born. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, he's just a spoiled brat who's very immature and has been given the reins to just do anything that he wants. Um, Jeremy Irons is more like his, <laughs> again, his uh alfred in this situation yeah, clean up man <laughs> um, i'll take care of it almost playing the same role because you know he was kind of like in the batman movie with ben affleck he was much more of uh an alfred who was wasn't afraid to say what was on his mind and mm-hmm. that's what he does here <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, with maybe even a little more action than in the Batman movies, you know, because in those movies he really didn't call any shots, but he was an advisor and straight talking. But here, at least, you know, he, you see him make the calls, you see him nervous, you see him attempt to fight, um, <laughs> but you know, he's doing his thing. Yeah. Um, also, Emmy Raver Lampman. I mean. Some of her mm-hmm. um, quotes were, you know, entertaining and kind of funny. Uh, but for the most part, all of them are pretty serious. It's just how it's serious, everything basically. comes about that makes it funny. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of going off topic. But do you think these things, like as far as like the ending about how campaigns are funded or how some people are elected do you think it's ever funded by dirty money oh i think all of it is um <laughs> i don't think there's a clean politician that exists on this earth now you know as, as as far as to how much power um they've given away to other organizations or people or groups um you know we'll never know but i think um, you have to accept that's the world that we live in or it would drive you crazy. Um, there's no way it ends at all. Because money, it just goes so deep. You don't know who's funding what to a certain level. So many shadow accounts. and It's like, you know, thinking in the American system of Democrat and Republican. And then you look back 
10, 15 years and you see Hillary Clinton at Donald Trump's wedding. So you know, all these people are running the same circles, regardless of what side they're on. Yeah. Um, you know, do you remember that Boondocks episode with um, mm. the guy? He was kind of like a civil rights leader and he was arguing with um, this lady. It, it was a white lady on the other on the opposite mm. side of him. And they were going back and forth, almost like they hated each other. But then mm. <laughs> once they got into a room together, they were actually friends. Like it was all a setup. It's all about you know making money, creating a narrative. Can be. Um, but yeah, I really did like this film more than I thought I would. Didn't really see any type of um, trailers or promotion for it, but I saw that it was kind of popular. I was like, let me check this out. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, I think it is just again, because it is, it's Jason. I mean, he's a popular action star, so you just throw them in a movie with any plot, really, and get it. Um, you put in the emotional element of uh, Felicia Rashad. And it was one of her shorter, almost like a cameo in this, um, <laughs> even though she was kind of motivation for the film. Um, do I think what happened to her is absolutely possible? 100%. Um, unfortunate. Do I think she may have jumped to a conclusion at the end? You know, maybe she, she could have called somebody, but, you know, she uh, lost sight of money because of what happened. Um and blamed herself, so I definitely get it. I think um one of the probably most unrealistic parts of the movie, which is crazy given the movie that we watched, but one of the most unrealistic parts is the fact that the FBI agent, who was the daughter of the person who he was, you know, the neighbor of. Um, and now we're really getting into it. <laughs> I know. Um, it's um, it's not. It's very unlikely that they would allow her to continue work on this case so directly and that she'd even want to um i think other things that happened that may be one of the most unbelievable parts if you get over how he's able to outsmart every agency that exists yeah i mean i think in real life it would have been pretty easy to put a sniper bullet in his head but <laughs> um yeah probably um she would have been on administrative leave she would not have been on this case. Um, she's clearly pretty low level. I mean, she's an FBI agent, but she's punching up her weight a little bit. Yeah. But let's go ahead and get into it. So we have um, Felicia Rashad. Um, we never really hear her actual name, but they have her listed as. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you might see it. I don't think anyone says it. Eloise Parker. <laughs> nobody ever says that because she doesn't really last long enough in this film to hear it but <laughs> she's just you know on her computer also jason statham adam clay he kind of takes care of her yard and everything um for a place to stay you know he stays in her barn but you know he looks out for her and she's very thankful for it but you know one day she's on a computer and this warning sign comes up and it says, you know, call this number to, um, you know, stop the virus or something. Things that we've all seen on our computer before, like <laughs> some random thing yeah. that comes up. Um, but she ends up calling the number and the person on the other side is like, you know, 
if you want this thing to be taken off, you can give us control of the computer by downloading this app and we can take it off for you. So she does that and um, she checks her accounts. I've, I'm trying to remember how they got to the accounts, like how much money she was getting to. Um, well, they um, whenever they log onto her computer, um, they were able to see all her web history and all her information. Mm-hmm. And um, to confirm the account existed, they sent her um, money, which is a common thing with scams. They'll say, I'll send you this much. Can you send it back or or whatever? Um, and that's how they confirmed the link between the accounts. And once they did that, they just started draining them one by one once they got her password because she uses the same password for everything because she's old. So, <laughs> well, I think a lot of people use variations of the same password. Un- uh, unsmartly, yes. I have to do. <laughs> um, I've guilty. started doing the. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot, a lot of them that are very similar, but I started using more of the um, where Apple will create a randomized password. Now, do you remember those? No. (laughs) Um, So those are saved under a password on my phone. Um, What if that just goes away? If like that service goes away? Well, let's say that somehow the information is deleted and you actually have to put the password back in once you try to log in. Oh, forget password, which I do often. I what? <laughs> if okay, it's one yeah. of the ones that was random, I just, yep, is what it is. And, you know, most things, because, you know, using your phone for most things, I'll save it, you know, where it's locked in the phone. But if I lose it, you know, maybe I didn't need it anyway. How many things are we setting up accounts where we're like, eh, I don't need this account. Stupid. Um, random subscriptions and all kinds of stuff. They'll they, often lose a password. But they also could be, I don't know, like in the terms of agreement, like you agree on something and then they're still tracking you or getting your data. Yeah, yeah a lot of them do. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a tip that someone um, was giving out recently and they said, they started putting the word of the company at the end of their last name when they make a new account. So whenever they get junk mail in, in the real mail or an email, and it says, hello, first and last name, it'll say the last name with the company that they had registered that name with. So then they know what company sold their data and maybe who they don't want to use anymore. So if you made an account and it was, Adrian, last name, um, Amazon Prime. Well, if you get a random spam notification that says, hello, Adrian, Amazon Prime. Well, you know, Amazon was hacked. So probably change information, which is, I haven't done that yet, but it's a smart way to do it. Track it. Yeah, really. I never check my spam folder. <laughs> every now and again, some of them break through. I don't check it either, but every now and again, some break through. And then I have so many emails, like in my Gmail account, I have like over 6,000. Oh, yeah, you got to delete those. <laughs> in my Yahoo account, I have over 10,000. <laughs> All that. <laughs> they just keep coming. I mean, I just. 
every good. day I'm deleting <laughs> emails and blocking. I, I'll unsubscribe and I'll block the company. <laughs> and sometimes they still find a way back. So, yeah, actually, recently yeah. on the Gmail, I did unsubscribe on some things and somehow it still came. I don't know. But eventually I'll get wow. there. <laughs> one time I one time I had something important. I think like Domino's. Like I wasn't getting the receipts. It's <laughs> because I had blocked them because so I decided to get in their ads. See, you gotta be careful how you block. Yeah, yeah they, they can always come back. I can always turn it back on. <laughs> yeah. Um but pretty much in this situation with Felicia Rashad, they drain all of her accounts. Um and they have a whole team of people on the other side. And the guy actually, like, whenever he introduces himself, he says his name is Boy, which is just some random name. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, not really creative at all, but there's a whole team behind him who's doing all this data stealing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, they drain all of her accounts. They um, cut off communication with her completely, like her computer blacks out, turns back on. And she sees that all of her accounts are down to zero. Even the account that had $2 million that really wasn't hers. It was just for a charity that she was running. Um, all of it drained. And then all of a sudden, we find her dead in her house. Uh, she shot herself. Uh, and this is what Adam Clay walks in on. After, you know, trying to bring her a jar of honey. He's a beekeeper. You know, he protects the hive. And um, I guess uh, chills in the barn, <laughs> but right, yeah. You know, he walks in, you know, calls out for, her, sees that she's dead. Um, there's a gun on the ground. Then all of a sudden, um, Agent Verona Verona Parker comes up behind her, which is um, Felicia Rashad's daughter. I'm not sure why, like, how could she get there so fast? Unless she That's was... A good why was she there? <laughs> I never thought about that. Why was she, she in the house? Because she just got there because she didn't see the mom yet. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> she shouldn't be able to, like, react that so quickly. Right. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. The fire alarm went off, so you said that the squad? <laughs> like, when did you get off work? Like, how far away is this house from the office? I mean, I think it's pretty remote because later on she talks right. about, you know, I want her to move out of here because there's no nothing else around. Um, but yeah, she killed herself. And at first, um, Agent Parker, she blames Adam Clay, but then he gets um, exonerated from that. And she apologizes and sees that, you know, he was helping her mother. And all of a sudden, he has, you know, some metaphors about the beehive and keeping it safe. So <laughs> he takes matters into his own hands, calls up an old friend that used to be a part of um, the beekeeper organization and tells her, you know, I want you to find out what you know about, you know, whoever was on the other side of this, who stole her money. And, um, you know, he finds out. And I think it's called like United Data Group or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Goes to the company. I mean, he just 
<laughs> walks in like it's nothing. Really outside right. first. He has two big um, jugs of gasoline and says, you know, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> it is really, it a bomb threat? Yeah, it, it is a bomb threat. But when you see who's actually working in on the inside, what can they really do? Like once they call the police, they're going to see what they're doing. Run. Yeah. Because <laughs> also legally, I mean, they, if they have a good enough lawyer, they have a case for, I was doing my job. I did not know what it was illegal. I was instructed to do it by so and so. And they could probably get a deal. Because they're, they're the low guys in this whole scheme. Um, the one on the mic. So. The one, even the one on the mic, to an extent. Like, how much does he know, or did he know when it happened? Why the crime is weird like that? But he knows um, that he's stealing money. And if he, if if the ending didn't end the way it did, if he had cooperated with the police, he could have gave a name and gotten some kind of deal. But yeah, but he shouldn't have retaliated. <laughs> but um. You know, even that was he was he was instructed to, but he really wanted Cause to because he, he was like, I, I mean, this is what happened, and what do I do? And they're like, Take care of it, however you can. He's like, Okay, yeah, but he really wanted to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was you know, personally attacked through it, but he had no idea what he was doing, and that was probably one of the more realistic parts of the film. <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was unclear if he even knew how to shoot a gun. It's almost like oh, oh, he probably didn't. He's just yeah. the guy on the mic. Mm-hmm. And what's his name? Mickey Garnett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jason Statham, he blows the place up, burns it to the ground. FBI comes around. Now, you know, he's caused a huge scene. And now. Um, and this is less than 24 hours. By the way, this is like later that day, or I guess that the, the morning after she killed herself. Yeah, um, and he doesn't really cover his face in any of this. He just kind of, nope. you know, walks around. If with you a hat know on you can, if you know you can, you know, beat up a SWAT team, you're really not scared of the police. So. What if somebody snipes you? Like, hey. Move quick, <laughs> I mean, I know that um, initially going after those like that first group, they didn't think anybody would come and walk up on them. But, you know, SWAT teams and the FBI, they can't snipe them. Not saying that I wanted them to. I mean, he's also I mean, he's fighting people who are in full tactical gear and he's knocking <laughs> them out. It's like, OK, really? And he's not really using guns. No. He, I don't <laughs> think he shot anyone. No, he did. I, I think once we get towards the, the end. Very end. Mm. Yeah, that was him. But that's it. Yeah. I guess it was because they were actual trained, you know, agents. Mm. But, um, yeah, uh, the guy on the mic Mickey Garnett, he calls up his boss, which is Derek Danforth, being played by Josh 
Hutcherson. Um, you know, he's a young, immature guy who pretty much does whatever he wants. And he's like, you know, just fix it. You know, why are you calling me? Like, this guy just burned this place to the ground. He's like, well, okay, well, call up some guys and beat him up. You know, take care of it. <laughs> um, if and this Jim- were a comedy, I feel like we would have had a montage of him calling random, like, gangs and be like, hey, can you can, can you kill a guy? Or he was, like, <laughs> nervous. He's like, I don't really know what I'm really doing. He wasn't nervous so. yet. Not, not, not until, like... Not yet. <laughs> not until Mickey was killed, I think. Because <laughs> yeah. Mickey, you know, he gets a whole bunch of people. But I was saying Mickey was nervous. Yeah. Yeah, M- Mickey, he gets a whole bunch of people to, to retaliate. Shoots up the beekeeper's bees on where um, Felicia Rashad was, where she used to live. And, um, you know, they go after him, go to the barn. He pretty much traps them, you know, just rips them a new one. Really, I think he killed all of them, except Mickey at that point. The bees? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. The people, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, hung one dude from the ceiling. He was choking. <laughs> like, he was on a chain. Uh, I'm not sure if one guy got shot in the face or he, like, stabbed him through the neck with some kind of crowbar. Uh, he stabbed him with a, yeah, with a crowbar, somebody with a screwdriver, I think. <laughs> he, was, he was creative um, and then he which and he set he set a planner because all of this is set up in the beginning um, he uses um, I don't even know what that was if it was a, a lake I think it was called he used to cut wood on a table um, like a saw quick, yeah, quickly um, saws off poor guy's fingers <laughs> Send him screaming and crying home. But in this, you know, he he calls up Hutcherson again. And um, now he knows that this is very serious. Like, this isn't just some regular guy. But in the middle of that call, Mickey sees that Adam Clay is approaching. He ties him up, you know, kind of locks him into where his car is. (laughs) And then makes makes the car run and drags him off this bridge to his death which um whenever the body was flying through the air (laughs) as he was going into the water it reminded me of ned's declassified oh yeah it was a very stiff um (laughs) dummy very stiff (laughs) i was like that's gotta be fake uh, of yeah. course it's fake. I mean, I'm not going to throw somebody real off the bridge. That's like jazz and fresh prints fake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oprah yeah. Winfrey getting hit and drinking Josh. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really funny. Just this stiff dummy falling into the water. Um, but yeah, he killed him. Straight up murdered him. I guess because he really messed up with his bees and like you're not getting away with that. Yeah, the bees. Uh, I know it was your office. Uh, he didn't know he made the call, but he knew it was his office that uh, gave this woman out of that money that led to her death. So he had to go. And he also knew that he was not the top of the organization. Uh, so his purpose was done. 
<laughs> yeah. And then he gets so that call that Mickey was on was still going. So Derek Danforth, he was listening the whole time as Mickey was going off the bridge to his death. And then <laughs> um Adam Clay picks up the phone. He's like, Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? And he's like, It's Mr. F you. <laughs> and I I thought in this moment, you know, the mo- the movie was trying to kind of be trying to be a little funny. Um yeah. I guess based on this character, Derek Danforth. Um, you know, he's really immature. Um but pretty much Adam tells him, Yeah, you're gonna be the last or the last thing you see is me killing you. Mm-hmm. Because you mess with the beehive. <laughs> and then this when this is when he talks with uh, Jeremy Irons and tell him, you know, can you fix this for me? He's like, no, I, I can't do this. Yeah, he's like, at first, like, oh, it's fine. He's like, wait, the beekeeper? Oh, well. You're done. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Nice working for y'all. <laughs> See ya. Because <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. Right, because he is the former, I believe the former director of the CIA. Um, so he knows what all these secret organizations and uh, programs, um, but now does private security for um, for Derek and this company. And at this point, we still don't know who this the favors are for, as far as who the mother is they're referring to, um, and why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, um, but the mother is paying him, Jeremy Irons. Mm-hmm really just to babysit her son even though her son yeah even though her son really runs a pretty um profitable business even though it's illegal (laughs) because he he has multiple places like the one that Mm -hmm. adam clay burned down but there are other things that he that he's doing that she knows he shouldn't be doing and doesn't want the public to be aware of, like the drug use and the, the things. So he definitely needs he needs um, supervision. Yeah, um, but he's old enough to really, I guess, um, know better. Oh sure. But it's almost like um, President Biden's son. <laughs> Yeah, you're 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 messing up. So we're gonna get you a handler, and you know, keep your head down, nose clean. You'll be fine. Yeah, but uh, in this situation, uh, he really messes up because uh, Jeremy Irons, he said, with somebody who's um, mastered the art of effing up, this is your Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> so you've done it now you just you've come to the end I don't want any part of this <laughs> but um you know he kind of tries to help him out calls up a few people um calls in somebody from uh I guess the beekeeper organization and say you know take care of this this is one mm-hmm. of your men um so we can you know get through this so 
really, Adam yeah, Clay seems to be the weakest person in this movie. Oddly enough, <laughs> yeah, the other beekeeper. Yeah, the other beekeeper, and Adam Clay is actually supposed to be retired. You know, kind of just living his life, but they send in his replacement, which is this woman who I guess seems like she is, you know, pretty good, but he pretty much destroys her. Just runs right through her, sets her on fire and leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Throughout this film, for the most part, nobody really challenged him. He just tore through everybody. Batman level, um, I guess, status. Just no one can touch him. Yeah, nobody can touch him. Um, but Jeremy Irons, after this point, you know, he's really scared. He's like, not even the beekeeper organization is going to stop him. He said, no, nah, you're really screwed. Um, all I can do is kind of get some mercenaries. Uh like a whole team of them. Because, of course, he doesn't think just one is going to be able to stop him. Based on, you know, all the people that he's already torn through. Um, and then we get to a point where it leads where it leads up to a point where Adam Clay is going for who he thinks is the big boss, which is Derek Danforth. And I forgot the situation that was going on. I don't know if it was like the induction of her as the president, which is Derek Danforth's mother, or there was some kind of ceremony that was going on. Uh, it, I think she was just greeting foreign dignitaries. Okay. But for an event. I don't think it was anything like a special event, but some people were coming and that's just we, when she introduces herself, we find out she's president. Yes. So it it was kind of like a big reveal that mm-hmm. his mother is the president. And um, also in the background, the FBI um, being led by Verona Parker, you know, the mother of Felicia, or the daughter of Felicia Rashad. Um, she's kind of putting everything together, seeing where Adam Clay came from, who he's after, and the connections to the president. So uh, she finds out that Derek Danforth, his companies, his illegal companies who are stealing all this money from, you know, the vulnerable people, his companies funded her campaign, his mother's campaign. Now, I'm not sure why she would think to take money from him. Like, where I'm not sure, like, where did you think the money was coming from? Well, they had described, I mean, she said that her campaign was self-funded, which is unheard of. No president in modern history has ever self-funded a campaign. Um, so it's a huge, I can, that, if that were real, it, that'd be a huge selling point um, for someone running for president. who's just able to take care of all those avid, you know, campaign costs themselves. Um, and it was through the family business they just didn't realize the family business was getting money from another business that Derek had started, which was hosting another business, which was just stealing all this money from old people. <laughs> yeah. Scamming them out. So of she money. never, 
he never traced it. She and also this would never happen this way. You know, the 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 lawyers that did that that she would have had, the tax people she would have had, the accountants, this would not have happened in the real world. Yeah, they would have told her, you know, hey, all this money that you said you self-funded your campaign for, it was funded by this illegal company. Right. <laughs> Stop doing that. Now, <laughs> we're all going down. <laughs> and this company, uh, it the, the software that was being used was also being used by the FBI and CIA and all other organizations. Yeah, so I was going to say, which just um, really ties it up as far as there was huge oversight, not only on the president's part, but other organizations as well, about how the technology they were using was being used. Yeah. Um, after this point, you know, Jason Statham, Adam Clay, he is going after Derek Danforth because he knows that he's the main culprit in this whole operation. And he has to go through a lot of guys. And one of the things that I thought was pretty unbelievable was the scene where I think it was like a SWAT team. They were outside of the building that he was trying to infiltrate. And they were like having a conversation amongst themselves. And then I mean, he's just sticking out like a sore thumb, and right. he just he, he get he wheels his way in with no repercussions. Yeah, I mean, how did nobody just stop him? Everybody's kind of just sitting there. Why isn't this place blocked off? There's no way that he should be able to just walk in there like a civilian just walking in there, conversating with them. Right. I mean, he he doesn't kill any of them, but he does beat them up. So he so he can get inside, but I thought that was pretty unbelievable. Yeah, almost every interaction with actual law enforcement in this, not up to snuff. <laughs> yeah, um, but once we get to like the climax of this, with the whole ceremony that is going on, um, the president, President Danforth, finds out that her son has been funding her campaign, and now. She feels bad about it because he runs illegal businesses and she feels like, you know, like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she also gets notified by somebody in the FBI and they keep it pretty close to themselves. Um, but that doesn't really stop Adam Clay. Right. He's still on a mission to go and kill the main culprit of this because his friend ended up dying in this situation. And um, I thought it was pretty satisfying. Most of the deaths that he inflicted, um, you know, they were kind of funny, satisfying because, you know, they were scamming all these people uh, and uh, just getting away with it, stealing their life savings. And, um, you know, they finally come face to face. Adam Clay, you know, he infiltrates the whole, um, White House and uh, ends up shooting Derek Danforth in the head after he's been holding his mother hostage. Like he <laughs> he grabs her in a way like he's going to kill her. And, um, you know, Adam, he has like a dead eye shot straight to the head <laughs> and um, kill, kills Derek Danforth. 
Right. And I would say well, leading up to this, um, you know, he goes through Secret Service, FBI, um, everybody who else is there. And then also the hired goons, um, I guess it's like random mercenaries that they've paid the private company. The main gets goon is Lazarus. Them. Right. Gets gets the main goon who, I guess, fought a uh, a uh, a bee in the past, lost his leg. That was the best fight. I don't know if it should have been the best fight. Um, but it you was. think him and Jaron Irons should have been the best fight? Well, <laughs> no. Well, no um, and I appreciate him being the last line trying to speak reason um to to the beekeeper before going in just to get his hand broke I, if anything maybe a little realistic that's how that would go um if not just a gentle push and shove because he's old you know, bruise himself um fairly easy but then you get into the room and you know do i think this is possible yes do but in is it probable that one man actually makes it that far to the president of the united states I don't think so. No. He would have been sniped on like instant several occasions. <laughs> several occasions he would have been sniped. I mean they probably they could they would have sent in a a bomber or you know they could rescue so, there's so many other things that could have happened that should have happened. He should not have been able to go with this. No. And somehow he just he's able to jump out the window at the end and get away scot free. Um Right. Uh, the motivations are not. He is a criminal. Yeah. For what he did. I mean, I think they're justified, but <laughs> you can't kill all those people and think you're going to get away with it. No, they've got families. Right. <laughs> Someone's like, went on for dinner now. <laughs> yeah. But the daughter, she, um, even though she was the one trying to hold up the law, she ends up letting him go. Yeah. Uh, her motivations are honestly the, and, and they question her at one point. Her, uh, I guess her um, sidekick partner or <laughs> sidekick. <laughs> the question, you know, you know, he's doing this for your mom. Why are we pursuing this? Like it's because it's right. I don't think that that motivation was weak. For her acts to go through this, I don't think so. I think also for him, he was really afraid for his life too. So he's like, nah, don't mm -hmm. mess with the man. Just let him go. Yeah, I would. Because <laughs> he thought he was going to kill him when they went let across each other. Because <laughs> they actually went after him earlier on in the film. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Adam Clay, he was exiting the building. And um, Agent Matt Wiley, who's the partner, he was going to try to stop him. But then he was almost paralyzed with fear. And... Mm -hmm. You know, he just let him go. And that's when he's like, you know what? Just let him go. You know, do his own thing. Like, he's doing what we want to do. <laughs> Taking justice into his own hands. Yeah. But really, I think he was just afraid for his life. Um, but I thought that this movie was pretty good. Um, really what sold it for me was the comedic deaths and um, hmm. some of the performances. Because <laughs> this really could have been just another, you know, spinoff or knockoff of John Wick or mm -hmm. 
the Nobody movie or whatever it is. But I think the comedic moments really made the movie for me. I think it was it definitely filmed well. And, you know, there's only so many ways, I guess, you can shoot a gun or, or disarm someone. They were pretty creative in it. Um, the shots are pretty good. Uh, and let him kind of just do his, do his thing. Just be the action star we know you are. Um, and, you know, we'll insert a storyline in. And most of it makes sense for the most part. And they executed. So it was pretty good. It was, um, you will. And the things that I still have questions about really aren't really the point of the movie. You know, the campaign finance. Does she say the president? Does she, you know, how does she justify all of this? Is there new training? Was she in on any of this? You know, there are lots of fallout pieces here. Does the company continue the way it has been, even if her son's gone? So many other things, but this is really just about, about Jason's deeper stuff. And it leaves it open for another movie. Yeah, it does. And if it's successful enough, there probably will be another one. But I'm fine with it ending here. I don't think we need another one because I feel like it'll just get watered down. Yeah. And even if we don't get another one, we'll get another Jason movie. And if you don't pay attention to the storyline, it'll feel like another one because it's another <laughs> action movie. Yeah. And he's I mean, not afraid of comedy in his movies. I haven't seen a lot of his movies, but he fits into the category of what you were talking about, you know, the action guy who just gets straight to the point. I mean, he doesn't really have much of a personality in this. Or a lot of his movies. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of just beating up people just in one mode to serious the whole time. And um, he he gets it done. Um, any other thoughts on the beekeeper? No, so let's give this one a rating. So the lowest rating is trash, middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film, The Beekeeper? I would rate it. Now, it. I watched it. It was entertaining. I would rate it as a high background noise. Okay, high background noise. I don't. I don't, I don't think it was. Um, anything special it was just it was an action movie well funny um creative with the deaths a decent roster of actors um but nothing groundbreaking nothing super amazing if you missed a part of the movie it didn't matter it, he's gonna beat up and win in every fight so <laughs> it doesn't matter what's going on yeah i i guess you could say that there weren't there wasn't as much tension when it comes to if you thought that he would fail or not because he just tore through yeah. everybody. Right. But I still thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm going to give it a low banger. And mm. um, I thought it was good. The comedic moments really sold it for me. And I feel like it's a rewatchable film. Oh, yeah, definitely rewatchable. Um, if this were 10 years ago, this would be on Blu-ray and DVD for 1989 at a Walmart near you pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> it might actually be. <laughs> the way movies come it out might, these I mean, days. They, they still do that. You're right. <laughs> I don't know who has a Blu-ray player. I guess Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. But Yeah, the gaming systems. But that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I've not been to a house with a DVD player in years. Yeah, I guess the normal DVD player. Everything's on streaming. Right. But I guess they're useless. I don't know. I, I guess people do still buy them because they're still selling I mean, them. Might, people might have DVD. It's, I mean, it's hard to find a movie that's not on a streaming service. So I don't know. I've never purchased a DVD player. I've actually never purchased a DVD player. But I've had a game system where it is mm-hmm. a DVD player, so right, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that does it for our set in reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, click the message link to get featured on the show. And Thanks for listening.